this time on Past Deadline. This week's news in 60 seconds, and we talk with McKenna Golat about CMU becoming a vaccination site. I'm your host, the other Ben, Ben Jodway, and this is Past Deadline, your behind-the-scenes look at Central Michigan life. Here's this week's news in 60 seconds. The Polar Plunge went virtual this year. Interested participants can submit videos of them doing their own plunge into icy water to raise money for Special Olympics. They lowered the fundraising goal due to the switch to virtual. You can submit a video of your cold challenge until February 28th. Academic Senate voted to allow HyFlex to become a permanent option for class modality on February 16th. This means that when the pandemic ends, HyFlex will remain an option for classes for semesters onward. The Student Government Association voted unanimously against legislation that would require the university to include closed captions. The legislation would have suggested the use of a third-party service for disabled students who require those captions. While it failed in the Senate, it did pass through the House unanimously. Read all these stories and more at cm-life.com. That was this week's news in 60 seconds. Up next, we talked to McKenna Golette about Central Michigan's Health Department giving vaccinations right here in Finch Fieldhouse. Hello and welcome to Past Deadline. I am here with McKenna Golat, who is a reporter at CM Life, and uh, she just wrote the story along with pictures from Aurora on um, the vaccination site being at CMU. So could you just tell us a little bit about your story right now? Uh, yeah, so yesterday me and Aurora, we went over to Finch Fieldhouse, which is where the vaccine clinic was being held. And uh, we talked with the, um, one moment. Uh, we talked with uh, the emergency preparedness coordinator and public information officer for Central Michigan Department, or District Health Department, sorry, Melissa DeRoche. She was the one who kind of walked us through everything um, and every single interview that I did, the person I interviewed had to sign a consent form and that's why Melissa was also with us the whole time uh, so that she could hand out the consent forms and anybody that Aurora took a photo of as well had to sign a consent form. Yeah, and that's because of HIPAA, right? Yep, that's because of HIPAA. Um, the only people that didn't have to sign a consent form were the people that were working uh, with Melissa and CMU. Mm -hmm. So the nurses, doctors, the people that were administering the vaccines, they didn't have to sign a consent form. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so CMU is now a vaccination site. Um, is this a permanent thing? Um, it didn't seem like it, no, um, as of right now anyway. Uh, it was only happening yesterday and today all day. Um, it does sound like, though, in the future that they would like to hold it again in Finch, if possible, because Finch Fieldhouse is such a big area that they could hold a lot of people in there to get vaccinated. Okay, so is this more of a test run then? Yes and no. Um, it was, I don't want to call it a test run just because it was so well done. Everybody was 
getting their vaccines and like very easily, it seemed like a very quick, easy process for everyone involved. So I don't want to call it a test run. Um, yeah, I feel like it was very professionally done. It would be, I don't want to say inaccurate to call it a test run. <laughs> oh, but, is it like maybe a test run for just it being a vaccination site? I mean, oh, um, I would say so. Yeah, for Finch, but I feel like the if we're going to call it a test run, that it was very successful because it sounds like they would like to use Finch again if they can. Yeah, so people are getting their vaccinations. Um, is this just frontline healthcare workers right now? Uh, when I went yesterday with Aurora, it was mostly people who were in the 65 and up crowd, so that the uh, protected age group. And a lot of educators were there too, so um, elementary, high school, daycare workers. Um, yeah, a lot of people were receiving their second doses, but a few that I interviewed were getting their first. Okay. Okay, uh, so right now we're at the 65 and up here in Mount Pleasant, it looks like. Um, did you get a timeline on when students might get it? No, I wasn't able to. Okay, so it sounds like it's still, still slated for about October if it comes at, at the latest. Okay, so I know one concern that has happened at other universities is people smuggling some vaccines to get it to people who shouldn't have, let's say an administration official. Um, did you talk with anyone else who was concerned about that too? Um, they did not mention anything about uh, being concerned about people illegally taking the vaccines from the site. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, all right, what else? Um, so how big was the site? It covered the entire floor of Finch. Um, the front half area was where you would check in, and that was uh, kind of blocked off with a black curtain, your registration area. And then behind that was the actual vaccine site. So you would get your vaccine there. And depending on your how you answered some questions when you were registering after you got your vaccine you would go sit in an area for either 15 minutes or 30 minutes and uh the way they described it was those sitting for 30 minutes were just people who had a little mm, so like the 65 and up crowd people who aren't as healthy as they can be you know so Okay, so we're 15 minutes for people who are like frontline workers, you know, people in contact often then? No, it was based on how you answered your health questions. Okay. So qu the more severe, the quicker. Um, no, the, okay. the, um, the way it sounded was the older you were, the longer you waited, the more they wanted to observe you, basically. for okay. any, if you had a reaction to it. And CMU, not CMU, excuse me, uh, there was a central, I keep saying central, <laughs> Mount Pleasant PD was there in case anything like that happened. Okay. So they were able to take people and yeah. Okay, so this waiting area was after you got the vaccine. Yes, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, we just need to, okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Mm -hmm. Okay, after the vaccine. Um, how many... People were like, so, so 
how how was this layout? Like how many people were administering the vaccine at the same time? Um, I would, if I remember right, it was five, four tables with uh, two people administering the vaccine at one table. Um, it was very spaced out too, though, so social distancing guidelines where I'm at. Um, and I don't remember ever seeing two people at one table getting the vaccine at the same time. So it Okay. was very spaced out. But it was, like I said earlier, very quick, easy process for everyone. Okay. Uh, so do you know how many vaccine vials they had? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, just that I think that everybody involved did a great job. Like, it was incredible, honestly, seeing how many people were able to get the vaccine. And I'm very glad that people were willing to talk to both me and Aurora. So, All right, it's pretty pretty hopeful for the future right now. yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, McKenna. Um, thank you for talking with me. And um, <laughs> I'd like to read your story. Uh, it's on cm-life.com. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, at CM Life on Twitter, or like and follow Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, the other Ben Ben Jodway, and this has been Past Deadline. Until next week, so long and stay informed.